Welcome to Press Play, the Street Cred podcast with Elena Krasnow, yours truly, and Jimmy Moak from Street Cred PR. In this podcast, Jimmy and I will welcome industry leaders, journalists, influencers, and friends of the firm to shed some light on who they are and the various twists and turns that led them to where they are today. We're grateful to have you listening in, and we hope you enjoy the show. My name is Elena Krasnow. Welcome to Press Play, the Street Cred Podcast. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm the editorial manager and client brand evangelist at Street Cred PR and your host for today's show, along with co-host and managing partner, Jimmy Moak. We will break down the show into two segments, Press, where we dive into all the hard news about our guest life and their professional goals, and then Play, where we have a little extra fun with it. Today, we are delighted to be joined by Kelly Waltrick, an icon in financial services marketing and longtime friend of the firm. Kelly Waltrick is the co-founder of the innovative financial services marketing firm, Intentionally, and the former chief marketing officer of both eMoney Advisor and Orion Advisor Solutions, where she built powerhouse marketing teams from the ground up at both firms, developing the engines that would fuel the highest periods of growth for both companies. She has designed the strategy behind several successful rebrands, acquisitions, and product launches, including spearheading and development of two advisor marketing products, while creating unmatched overall brand visibility and helping to turn company executives into industry thought leaders. She is here with us today to share some of her marketing magic and wisdom with all of us, which we at StreetCred have a front row seat for as we share about half a dozen clients where Intentionally Leads Marketing and We Lead PR. Those include GeoWealth, F2 Strategy, Integrated Partners, Opto Investments, Helios, Wealth.com, and Orion Advisor Solutions. Kelly, welcome to the show. Hi, Thank guys. You. Hey. Hey, Kelly. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. We are absolutely thrilled to have you. But before we get into all things marketing, PR, intentionally, et cetera, we wanted to start off with a really important question, which is, what did you have for lunch today? Guys, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> Never too early for lunch. And I am lucky to get to lunch by two. So I, so far I've had a iced vanilla latte. That's how I start my day. Real healthy. I know. Yeah. That's, that's just how it goes. <laughs> I had a cardamom vanilla latte last week and it was fantastic. Mm, yeah. Whoa. I'm telling, I tell my doctor that I'm weaning myself off, but it's a lie for sure. <laughs> I'm on a I respect that of, as a healthy breakfast slash yeah. lunch. Yeah. I'm going on a pot of Wawa's finest. So oh, um, there you go. I'm right oh. there with you on just coffee so far. <laughs> nice. Wow. I guess this is a little earlier than we typically pose the most important question <laughs> of the show. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, we didn't think about that when we rescheduled to this time. <laughs> I'll be back um, to you. I'll text you both later. But based on the last episode, Jimmy is eating lunch at like 1.30 in the morning. So really anything is fair game. <laughs> right. I'm definitely, okay, since having two babies, guys, I'm definitely a lunch for breakfast kind of girl too. Like I think mm. pizza is acceptable. When I pack lunches, sometimes it doesn't make it to the office because I eat it on the way. Like I think that all things are fair game. So we can have a full conversation about this later. <laughs> A whole other episode to unpack. Yes. Awesome. Well, let's get a little bit into it, Kelly. Your experience obviously speaks for itself, but tell us a little more about you and the story of how you decided to, you know, bet on yourself by becoming an entrepreneur and launching intentionally. Oh my gosh. Thanks for asking. Uh, Jimmy, I feel like you and I, this has been an interesting one for us, right? Like you... (laughs) 
were afraid to tell me that you were leaving my account at Orion. I was afraid to tell <laughs> you that I was leaving Orion in general. And it just kind of all came out at once. And it ended up that we get to be on our entrepreneurial journeys together. So I am really excited about that. Um, here, here. And we're both working with Orion still. How about I that? I know. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like, listen, you know, my background, I had two big marketing jobs at Vintex. And at the end of the day, I was there was never enough hours in the day. There was never enough help. We were always doing more than the team that I had could handle, no matter how many people it was. And I was always looking for good firms to support us. And I was lucky to have Jimmy and team on the PR side. But when we were looking for brand agencies and marketing firms and all that kind of stuff, it was a struggle. And so I just kind of thought to myself, like, if I'm having this big of a issue finding what I need, then the whole industry is probably out of lack for these kind of services too. So it was really nothing more than that. And it kind of collided with a time where I had my first baby, um, who's now three and a half and a second one who's now one and a half. And I just needed to switch it up. Yeah. You know, the pandemic hit and everybody, I think, was questioning their life choices and trying to figure out, you know, what made them happy. And if life is short, what do you want to be doing? And so this is this is where I landed. Like the pandemic definitely made us all take stock of everything in our lives and for the better in so many ways. Yeah. It's so interesting. You think about it. I don't think people take enough time thinking about it, but if you think about the hours you spend at work and it better be with people that you love and want to be around and like enjoy and respect. Um, And so that's a big piece of it for me. Uh, Everybody had intentionally for the most part. Now, obviously we're hiring new people um, as we grow, but, but, the first 20 employees at intentionally have been people throughout my career who I respect and love and I'm excited to be around. So that's been a really fun thing to be able to build. One thing on the um, reevaluating life. Yeah. I remember traveling from Yardley to Ardmore one and a half hours each way, twice a day for what? 10, 11 years, because earlier before that, I lived in East Falls, yeah, which was like a wow. 18 minute commute each way. Yeah. Now I have all of that time back. Now you're going into the office a lot. Are you doing five days a week, four, three? What's... I do three. I usually do three Monday through Wednesday. I'm definitely here. And what's your commute like? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. So I kind of the one thing I miss about the commute is time to listen to pods or sports yeah. talk radio, go birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um you can't put a value on that. Like I, now I don't miss a practice. Now yeah. I don't miss a dance class. I um there and for the most part I'm present for my daughters, which I know I was I would not have that in my life if it weren't for making the jump when we both did it. Um yeah. Timing couldn't have worked out better, huh? Yeah. And Jimmy, you know what? I don't know if I told you this story, but one of the things for me was we were putting up our Christmas tree and we were putting ornaments on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at all these ornaments. Where did they come from? And my husband was like, Kel, I've been buying you these custom ornaments every year since we got married. Like I, I go through our year, I pick the most important things and I get you an ornament to represent it. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I have been so crazy and so not paying attention to life that I don't know how I miss that. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how I miss that. And it was sort of like a moment where I thought to myself, I need to, I need to be more present in my marriage for my kids for everything. And and this was, this was an important piece of that for sure. So Steve is a softy. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> He's the one but of us that is for sure. 
It's so true of the entrepreneurial path, though. It really gives you so much more flexibility to have, you know, elevate different parts of your life that are important besides work while also elevating your work and making it really suit you, your personality, your lifestyle the best that it possibly can. Yeah. And I think the important part of that is the jobs that we had were amazing and they got us, they were phenomenal in getting us to the point where we could do what we're doing today. Like I yeah. look back and I, I love Orion. I love everybody there. I have like a, what would Eric Clark do every time I like go <laughs> make an important decision? I love sure. that. But yeah, I think, you know, it, it all leads you somewhere. So yeah. Well, that's sort of the perfect segue to our next question. Um, walk us back to that time during your time at Orion, at the previous firms you work with. You yeah. dealt with a huge acquisition and a recapitalization. What was it like going through an acquisition of that magnitude and having to deal with all the adjustments and merging of departments while also keeping your clients at the forefront? Yeah, I think um, if I'm being honest, Orion gave me the opportunity of a lifetime. From a marketing perspective, you don't get to go through that kind of stuff every day. Um, and we got to do it multiple times at huge magnitude and high complexity and everything at stake. And so I feel like that was my summit for sure, being part of figuring all that out. It was awesome. It was amazing. There was so much that we got to contribute to to make it successful. But then on the other side of it, you know what acquisitions are like, you know, it changes the <laughs> lives of a lot of people. It changes yeah. the trajectory of a business. It changes the culture. So I would say roller coaster, you know, for everyone, <laughs> everyone involved. Um, and I think the last acquisition that Orion did that I was a part of was the one that made me do a timeout and say, okay, I'm online at three o'clock in the morning, rewriting this communication for the 10th time. Um, with my partner Megan, I think that was her and my moment where we're like, we're gonna, we're gonna spin off. <laughs> we're ready. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was an it was amazing time, and Orion's growth story has been just an uncomparable one. It's been amazing to be a part of, and then amazing to watch on the back end. Totally you guys have been a huge part of that too, which is awesome. Yeah, feels like uh, getting back on the bike, so to speak. Um, you know, we've been working with Orion again now, I think for six plus months, if memory serves. Um, and it's been a lot of fun and a pseudo trip down memory lane because, yeah. um, while we don't interface so much right now on the Orion account, given what your charge is and what our remit is, it's just good knowing that intentionally is within those four walls, so to speak, and working alongside us to help keep Orion where it is and even elevate it to higher heights. Elena, you should know that Jimmy, during my time at Orion, did tell me, you are, you're, he didn't, did you call me a pain or tough? One or the other. <laughs> I might have, it might have been a R-rated word. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet you he's thrilled to have you know, a new person on the other side of that Orion relationship. Absolutely <laughs> not. I will. Well, of no course, we, we love Becky, but I will tell you this. Um, <laughs> you were one of my toughest clients to please. But Kelly, if it weren't for that and those high standards, who knows if I would have just been middling around or along and not giving it my best. So when I watched your work ethic and the results that you expected, demanded, and executed on, you helped raise my own game a couple of notches. So I am uh, truly in debt 
and thankful for that and our partnership. I appreciate that. I really do. It was fun. Cheers to high standards. Yeah. Not a bad thing at all. Yeah. I think there's uh, a lack of them around these days. (laughs) Post COVID has done interesting things. I think to a lot of people. Agreed. So if you find a firm that holds to them, hang on to them forever for sure. Yes. Especially PR and marketing firms. Yes. Speaking of, like we were talking about before, we do share a number of accounts now, Orion included. Um, Would love for Kelly and Jimmy, you as well, to talk to us a little bit more about the one-two punch of PR and marketing and how those strategies can really complement each other to benefit and elevate our clients. Yeah. You want to start or you want me to? You're the guest. Take it away, girl. Yeah. So I have always felt like, you know, there are lots of firms out there that have different departments for PR and marketing. And I've always felt like that's, there's such a gap there. You're missing so much. Um, The two should be married. They should be tied to the hip. You should know exactly what the other is doing. And I always tell people, you know, street cred goes out and gets eyeballs. And then we figure out how to convert them. We figure out how to turn them into clients. And you need both sides of that equation at all times. So I think, you know, I don't know. I think they're one and the same to me. They've always been just two pieces of the same puzzle. So we try to make them as integrated as possible. And for the clients that we share, you know, I don't even know if the clients know all the backend communication that happens about them to keep each other up to speed and to make sure that what we're doing is in alignment with what you're doing and that we're both getting the best for them. But yeah, I feel like keep on getting the eyeballs, converting the eyeballs, getting the eyeballs and converting the eyeballs. And that's a one-two punch that not many other, I think, firms in our space have and do well. Totally agree. Jimmy, yeah, what are your I w- thoughts? I would say from from our end of the partnership, yeah, we do work to get the eyeballs, whether it's proactive media or hard news. But then I would say another thing that we were trying to uh, do more day in, day out But if we know that intentionally or the marketing portion of any of our clients are working on content or webinars or, you know, it could be a blog post, a white paper, you name it. We want to know about that as soon as possible because there's probably a story pitch in there as well. Yep. And if you're writing a blog post on three ways to recognize if your TAMP is modern or not, that could be a great pitch to bring to the media. And then if, if you're able to, to connect the blog post and then at the end of the blog post or somewhere within the body of, of the story, say, you know, and you could read what we had to say about this with investment news or wealth management. And then it's the, it's your own voice paired with earned media, which helps elevate the street cred, so to speak. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know what? For us too, and this is totally blowing steam for you guys, like are patting you on the back, but we know your process. We know what what you're going to do for them. We know that you have a, a strong work ethic. We know what gaps you're filling. We know like we've just been together for so long that it's such mm-hmm. an easier workflow than with other firms that we're put up against because I feel like we can work in lockstep and we have each other's backs and we're always trying to act as one. And that's kind of priceless. I feel like in a space where PR and marketing is still a little behind the times in most cases. Sort of developed a symbiosis between our two entities at this point. 
Yeah. And I think it's because like, Jimmy, don't, you know, keep me honest here, but I think we both have like a no BS. Like we know what we're talking about. We're not going to, you're not going to feed you any BS or lies or sugarcoat anything. Um, We're going to get, you're going to, we're going to be direct. We're going to get there faster and we're going to work our butts off for you. It's kind of like a, I don't know. It's a little bit of attitude. uh... Yeah. No, bull- no bullshit, no assholes. Yeah. Life right. is too short. Right. We're not yeah. gonna we're not gonna blow smoke, and uh, we're certainly not gonna take any undue smoke from people that are not trying to work in the way that we've proven works. Based right. upon uh, take our no shit, teams. do no harm. Yes. There you go. The firms have to be accountable, and they have to be kind. You know what? I will say yeah. that having my own business, I've never placed a higher premium on kindness. So, Jimmy, I know that this is probably true for you, but. I have a view into every single client account email. So I see every response from every client all day long. And they're, I would say 90% of our clients are so appreciative and they're so kind and they're so collaborative, mm-hmm. but it's so easy then to pick out the ones that are not when you see that all happening all day long. So I am, I am placing a higher premium on appreciation and kindness and collaboration like I never had before. And we're sticking with the firms and working extra hard for the ones who exude those characteristics. Yeah. Amen. And it makes the work easier and better. Yes. You just produce better work when you're treating each other that way on both sides of the equation. Yeah. You're so much more willing to like forget, you know, what they're paying and the hours you're supposed to be spending and just jump in and figure it out, you know? Yep. Now, Hopefully. if a $100,000 a month retainer comes by, <laughs> I might be willing to to work with a jerk. Yeah. But probably not. <laughs> Jimmy can be bought. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, that's funny. Well, yeah. So I, mean, I, I have, have a quick question, if you don't mind. Please. Yeah, jump so, in. So, Kelly, you were talking about intentionally 20 strong now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were obviously talking about COVID and the birth of your firm. Where are you hiring now? Do you have staff throughout the country? Are you using this new work from home reality to your advantage in many cases or what's happening there? Yeah, we have people everywhere. Obviously I'm in our office today in um, outside of Philadelphia, our core group of people who have always been with me or live in this area. So we come into the office, um, but we're hiring everywhere. We're just trying to find the best talent. Uh, We look for unicorns. I'm not going to lie to you about that. We need people who are financial services savvy, who are, understand modern marketing, who understand yep. strong customer service. It's not an easy hire. So we can't put boundaries on where we're looking for people or we just won't be successful. You need the best talent. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so what else is next for your team? Has the Gosh. incredible growth of intentionally surprised you at all? What are you guys up to in the future? So I met, so my partner, Megan, you guys know her well. Um, I pulled out our projections for what intentionally was going to look like. I don't know if you guys did that when you launched street cred, but I was very conservative. So it is nice to see the growth compared to that. It's kind of funny when we go back and look at what I put in there. I think it blew it out of the water. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense, right? The times that we're in all of a sudden, you know, organic growth is back in favor and marketing and PR are back in favor. And people are realizing that it's either you put the money towards the things that are going to help you grow or you don't grow. The market's mm-hmm. not going to lift you. But I also think, you know, because of the little bit of the market wonkiness, outsourcing is in favor. So that's yeah. all been wind at our back, which is really nice. 
I still worry every day. Um, I think because the people that work here, I care about so much. So I'm always like, what are we going to do next? How are we going to bring a new business? How are we going to make sure that we're moving forward? So I'd be lying if I said I wasn't always thinking about all those things. But yeah, it's been really, really fun so far. Well, I think any good founder is always thinking about all the things. So that oh, makes total sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I the good and the bad. Gray, a lot more gray hair for sure. But, but what you've built is truly impressive, um, oh, especially thanks. in such a short time. I've got really good people. And I think at the end of the day, if I've assessed this the marketing situation in this industry and tell me, guys, if you think this is wrong, there's a lot of people that want to tell you how to do it, but mm-hmm. not that many people that like want to get in the weeds. Yeah. And do weed. it with you. And be accountable to the results, right? Yep. Um, there's lots of people who will write you a blog or who will set up your LinkedIn or whatever, but nobody's going to be like, how much do you need to grow this year? Okay. This is exactly what you need to do to get there. Um, I think that that's few and far between the companies that are willing to take that on. And we might be crazy to be doing that, but we're going to keep trying for sure. Yeah. I saw, um, I saw last week you posted an image of uh, looked like an internal slack between yourself, Megan, and Dan the man. Yes. Talking about the amount of leads that a certain campaign generated. And I think it was like 97 or something like that. Seven, Let's go. 72. Yeah. So that's a joint client. I'm not going to tell you which one, but crushing it. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And they're one, it. you know, it comes, it all comes together the way it should. When there's a mutual respect, there's a collaboration. They listen to what we tell them they need to do. They're highly intense about what they're getting after. They're smart about their targets. So yeah, it's come together nicely for them. I'll, I'll, I'll whisper to you later who that is, but <laughs> pretty excited about it. Awesome. You could drop that into the show notes or into the chat. <laughs> yeah. We won't share it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, the chat remains private. Um, well, speaking of working with modern firms of today, if you were to speak to you know another firm or someone who's listening right now considering working with a marketing agency, what are the green flags? What are the red flags? What would you recommend that someone looks for to really vet a quality relationship? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, there's a, I'll give you a checklist. First, you need to figure out what that firm has grown. Like, what have you substantially grown? Oh, I have big part of the growth of Orion and eMoney and several of our client firms, like we know what it takes. You want to know that the person on the other end actually knows what it takes, especially for your stage of company. Um, because anybody can throw a million dollars at something, but to get a startup off the ground or to get a mid-stage company, you have to, you have to know what it takes. I think the other thing is you want to talk to referrals. You want to talk to other firms that are working with them. How is it working? How is it going? How is the interaction? Are are they you know, what are the results that you're getting? Make sure that you're getting good testimonials from like firms. And then I would say the third thing for us, I always tell firms, look at how the firm that you're going to work with is reporting results. How are they mm-hmm. sharing with you what's working and what's not? What are the metrics that they're giving you? What is the data that they're giving you? Make sure that you can tangibly see where your money is going and, and what it's working towards. How are they holding themselves accountable to the work? Yeah. And yeah. just one more thing. I think there are so many good marketing people in this space, but I I see too many that are really niche in one focus. Like this firm does paid ads, this firm writes blogs, this firm mm. does social media. And it's like, at the end of the day, all of those things have to be so interconnected for it to actually work. 
that you have to truly ask yourself, like, what is this siloed service going to be able to do for me? Unless it's woven into everything else that we're doing. That Mm -hmm. comes back to why we're so successful when we have joint clients because PR and marketing should be together. Well, so should all those other things. Right. So I feel like there's, you know, so many firms that I talked to are like, oh, we hired this social media consultant or we hired this, um, you know, freelance writer. And I'm sure they're phenomenal. But at the end of the day, everything has to be working in harmony together or it's a waste of all of that good work. Can't get too outsourced happy in this environment and just start hiring everybody who's not working right. together. Or, or yeah. if you do, you need to make sure that the right puppeteer is pulling all of the strings at the mm-hmm. right percent. Yeah. Or they can be nimble and do more than just one thing effectively too. Right. All right. I'm going to pivot us into the second segment for a little bit of play. Um, We'd love to know more about you outside of your career and intentionally and all of that amazing stuff. So if you weren't working in financial services marketing, what would you be doing? I always said that I wanted to be an attorney. I'm like, um, I like to negotiate. I like to have a little sparring. I like to you know, build my case. So I think if I wasn't doing this and I've actually thought about going back to school just for fun. Oh yeah. yeah. I think there's, you know, just go to school for fun, get your law degree. I'm bored on a Monday. I know, I know, I know. But yeah, I think that that's what I was doing. I asked my team what I would, what I would be doing. Um, and they said something that put me on, that I should be on shark tank. Oh yeah. I would love to do that. I could see that when I make my billions with Mark Cuban. I'm sorry, but I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) You know what amazes me on Shark Tank is people still walk in there after all these episodes unable to speak to their numbers. I know. It's amazing. Hello. (laughs) You know, what do you think they're going to ask you? Right. Be ready. (laughs) Mr. Wonderful is coming for you in the numbers. That's for sure. I know. That's funny. I could totally see you as a lawyer having your day in court. Prosecution or defense, though? Prosecution. Had to be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be going for blood. Amazing. (laughs) In the nicest possible way, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And what, you know, continuing to riff off of this. So what do you do for fun? What do you do in real life outside of work? In real life. So I have two kids. Like I said, I have a three and a half year old Dylan and a one year old Kayla. It's a wild time in my life. I'm lucky if I make it out the door in the morning with pants on most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Relatable sentiment for everyone. (laughs) Uh, We love the beach. So summer is our jam. Um, We spend as many weekends as possible at the shore um, trying to just get away from all the noise and all the things that we could be doing and relax and spend quality time together. So you'll catch me at the Jersey Shore any chance I get. I'm an ocean girl myself. I love, love the beach. Me too. Soon as Kelly, you- have you hit Giovanni's, the sandwich place in Sea Isle? No. It's across from the, the Catholic church. So before you get to like where La Costa was and all of, all of that jazz, if you're heading t- north towards Strathmere, yeah. it's on your right, right before you get to like the main intersection of Landis and... Whatever. Okay. Giovanni's. What should I order? Uh, the prosciutto <laughs> special. Oh, all right. Yeah. I can do that. 
I'll be driving up there at least two times next week to get sandwiches to bring to the beach during the day. All right. Well, I'll meet you there. I'll see you there for sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this So this past weekend, I was just trying to keep Kayla from, from eating sand. So sandwiches weren't even a thing. It was it was keeping the kids from eating sand. So that's fun. Nice. Um, <laughs> another full-time job. Oh, another full-time job. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Well, we are trying this new thing where we close out the episode with a moment of gratitude. Uh, give you the opportunity to shout out someone in the industry you admire or maybe someone on your team or just say oh something gosh. nice about someone who you think might be listening. Oh it my can gosh. be anyone, even someone in your life. Yeah, oh it could gosh. be anybody. This is such a good question and so hard, guys. There's so many. No I'm wrong gonna, answers. I have a crazy one. Yeah. And people are going to throw things at me for saying this, I think. We love a hot take. But I'm, I'm going to give it up to Edmund Walters. Oh. Mm. Okay, guys. So Mr. E-Money himself. Mr. E-Money. So I will never forget the day that I got in the elevator. I was driving a Jeep. It was raining. I was wet because I, of course, you know, didn't ha- you know, you're driving and you can't put the thing up. I get into an elevator with this guy. I had no idea who he was. And I just chatted him up because, you know, that's what I do. Chatted him up, got off, went into my interview. And little did I know this was Edmund. He uh, came into my interview, pulled me out, said, you're not working for him. You're working for me. And I feel like the rest of my career is history. So it was a crazy and a wild time. And He's a crazy and a wild man, but I look back on that and I'm like that crazy moment where I was wet in the elevator saying all kinds of crazy things to someone I didn't know led me here. So yeah, I am appreciative of that moment and the opportunity that he gave me and where it has led to this point. To everybody who is listening today, we hope you learned something new and obviously enjoyed hearing about Kelly and her incredible journey. Thanks so much for being on the show, Kelly. We really do love you. And to everyone who listened in, we can't wait for our next guest. Thank you for listening to Press Play, the Street Cred podcast. Visit our website at streetcredpr.com and find us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. And if you enjoyed the episode, we'd love nothing more than if you would rate and review the show. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Street Cred PR. The content has been made available for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only. If you have questions about the show or Street Cred PR, feel free to reach out to us. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>